Centre Limited, an award-winning wellness and vocational training centre, and you're listening to the Full Spectrum Wellness Podcast. This show is all about physical, mental, emotional and spiritual wellness, and it's for people who are looking to improve their overall health and well-being. Each week, I'll share with you all the positive takeaways, tools, techniques and tips that I've gathered in both my personal and professional wellness journey that will help you to look, feel and be well. With a dose of motivation and meditation to keep you going, I'll be joined by a few friends who will be sharing their insights along the way too. Welcome to episode 13 of our Full Spectrum Wellness Podcast. I'm so happy to be back here with you for our 13th episode. Now in this episode, I'll help you to take a closer look at several of the key winter wellness challenges that most of us face as the weather gets colder, especially if you live in a place that has lots of cold and snow. Now here in Manchester, it's currently two degrees, and we've had a smattering of snow this weekend. As I said, winter throws up many wellness challenges, and with the cold weather, there is a temptation to pretend we are a bear and just hibernate until the spring thaw comes. But the truth is, becoming inactive during winter can be one of the worst things that you can do for your health. It might seem tough to enjoy the short days and long nights of winter, but spending time outside during each winter's day offers several health benefits. Being cooped up indoors leaves you more prone to colds and flu, since you'll be surrounded by other people who are coughing and sneezing. Exercise boosts energy levels and mood, and it also helps you burn calories, which is very useful if you tend to gain weight around the end of year holidays and the festive season. Vitamin D is a hormone our body produces as a result of exposure to the sun. Just 30 minutes of sunshine per day can give us all the vitamin D we need. But sometimes we need to take a supplement. In fact, I received a text from my GP surgery earlier today letting me know that my recent blood test results show that my vitamin D levels are a little on the low side, so I need to work on getting those up. Winter can cause many to feel the blues. Seasonal affective disorder, or SAD, is a form of depression that affects millions of people around the world, and it's caused by a lack of daylight during the short winter days, especially when the weather is bad. Those who live above the Arctic Circle are particularly prone to SAD due to their not seeing any sunlight for weeks on end once the sun dips below the horizon. SAD can trigger depression, illness and weight gain. With colds and also the dreaded flu making the rounds, many people fall ill during the winter and lose time at work or at the holidays because they're just not feeling well in body, mind and spirit, becoming more depressed and having compromised immune systems as a result. And many people pack on the pounds in the winter. They crave hot comfort foods to warm up on a cold day. The Christmas holidays and Thanksgiving for those in the US can be a diet disaster. Eating more and working out less, if at all, because of the cold weather is a recipe for weight gain and getting out of shape. 
Depression tends to lead to poor self-care. Some people don't eat, while others try to cheer themselves up with food. When the holidays come, they overeat, but are often too listless to exercise. They end up in a worse physical condition than they've been in all year, and then they feel depressed about their body image. When the warm weather arrives once again, they struggle to get back into shape so that they can start wearing less bulky winter clothes once more. And everything seems an effort when you have sad. Many people withdraw from others because they just don't want to be a party pooper or allow others to realise they are struggling. People with sad will often cry uncontrollably, which can be embarrassing for them, so they just end up staying at home. So what can you do if you think you have SAD? Well, firstly, consult a medical professional like your doctor and then be proactive and take charge of your health and well-being. Get outside in the fresh air and sunshine a little every day. Seek companionship, so spend time with friends and family in order to avoid that social isolation, which can trigger or worsen depression. When you're outdoors with friends, be sure to take plenty of photographs to record your good times together and print some out and plop them in prominent places so that you know you're valued and that you can have a great time in spite of the winter weather. In addition to getting out of the house, consider taking up a winter sport if you're lucky enough to live somewhere where that's possible, as these can give you a great cardio workout. If you're not fond of the snow or you're not lucky enough to live somewhere where you can take up a winter sport, rent or stream some fitness DVDs and try a range of interesting workout routines. You're sure to find some that you love. In some cases, these actions might not be enough to lift your sad. In that case, your doctor may recommend phototherapy, commonly referred to as light therapy. Light therapy uses an instrument called a light box. You sit a few feet away from it first thing in the morning. The light imitates natural sunlight, which appears to trigger a change in the brain chemicals linked to mood and helps ease depression. Light therapy should ideally be started in the autumn, before the days start to get really short. This is also the best time to start because it can take days or weeks to start working. Winter weather is a lot colder and drier than summer weather, which means it takes a toll on your skin. Your hair might start to look a little dry and be brittle like straw. Your skin might become chapped, red and flaky. If you already have dry skin, winter can make it much worse. So pay attention to moisturising your hair, your face and your skin to keep you looking and feeling great. Last but not least, you need to dress for safety in winter. The cold can kill. A hat, a scarf, gloves and proper footwear to match the weather conditions are all essential. It's so good to get outdoors and into that sunlight for some fresh air and that natural vitamin D production. But frostbite is one winter challenge that affects many people. Frostbite occurs when the skin literally freezes. So spending too much time outdoors in the cold and the wind without being protected sufficiently from the elements is its main cause. Children are much more prone than adults because of their more sensitive skin. Frostbite can be dangerous if not treated quickly, leading to permanent tissue damage and even loss. Due to the skin freezing, 
blood is no longer able to flow to, for example, the tips of the fingers of someone who isn't wearing gloves or mittens. The loss of blood flow results in a loss of circulation and the skin and underlying tissues will start to die. If the skin is not rewarmed in a timely manner, it can turn black and might even develop gangrene and need to be removed surgically. Hypothermia, that's low body temperature, might also result as well as frostbite. It is a particular risk if someone ends up falling into a cold body of water, such as a river or a lake, and it's a medical emergency too. In the case of both frostbite and hypothermia, the most important thing is to rewarm the skin or body, but avoid rubbing as this can cause tissue damage. Blowing gently can help, and in the case of mild frostbite, known as frostnip, going inside and warming up near a heat source but not touching it should be enough to help things thaw out. For severe frostbite, the area should be soaked in warm water until the temperature adjusts and the skin has thawed. In the case of hypothermia, blankets and getting to the hospital quickly will help. There, they will give you a warming blanket and perhaps even an intravenous drip of warm saline to restore the normal body temperature. And when going out in the winter weather, pay attention to the weather reports and use your common sense. It may look sunny outside, but if it's very windy, don't stay out too long. Wind chill can make temperatures feel much colder than they actually are. So bundle up as warmly as possible. A hat or a hood will help protect your head and reduce the loss of body heat from the cold. A scarf will protect your throat and chest and also your face if needed, especially if you have asthma. And if you do have asthma, please make sure you always carry an inhaler with you. Gloves or mittens will keep your fingers frostbite free. But be careful playing with wet snow as your fingers can start to freeze through wet woolly gloves if you are out for a long time. And if it's really cold, a face mask or a balaclava can help too. Go inside when you feel chilled, avoid smoking tobacco and steer clear of alcohol because these can affect your circulation. People may think that it's got a warming effect, but the truth is that Alcohol actually makes it more difficult for your body to regulate its own temperature and decreases circulation, boosting the risk of frostbite. So here are a few ways to stay motivated even when the temperatures plunge. Schedule it in your calendar. We write down really important things in our calendars like doctors and dentist appointments. So set aside 30 minutes every day for working out and treat it as seriously as that appointment with a doctor. Timetable your week of activities. The current recommendations are 30 minutes of activity per day. These can be cardio, which burns fat, or strength training. Strength training should be done two to three days apart in order to help your muscles heal after a session. And enjoy a winter workout. Go for a walk or a hike in nature, but plan a route that's close to home in case you have to hurry indoors to get warm. Now, many gyms have a pool which gives a great whole body workout and can be done by anyone at any age. But if you can't swim laps, don't worry. Many gyms offer water aerobics classes too. And most gyms also offer a huge range of different classes. So try aerobics, spinning, zumba and more. If you're intimidated by the weight room, ask for a tour and an introductory lesson, 
it's usually free and your instructor can give you some good individualised workout tips. Now you could hire a personal trainer, which may sound expensive, but they can be worth their weight in gold if they come up with a workout plan that you enjoy and which gets real results without you getting injured. You'll share your goals with them and they will hold you accountable. They will often offer package deals which will bring the price down and chances are that you'll be more motivated because you'll want to get your money's worth. And find a workout buddy. These can be in addition to the personal trainer or a substitute for them, if they're the type of person that will hold you accountable. So ask around and see if anyone in your area or your friends or at work wants to get fit with you. Set your goals and start taking walks at lunchtime. Share tips on how to stay focused. And try new things. There are many, many workout DVDs that can give you the real variety that you need. And YouTube has lots and lots of videos from yoga to the Brazilian butt workout to belly dancing. They're all designed to get you up and get you moving. I love to dance, so I use an on-demand streaming service called Body Groove. And it's so much fun and it doesn't feel like exercise at all. And if you're like most families, you are probably spending way too much time indoors in front of a TV, a tablet or a smartphone screen. So try taking a hike or even just go for a 30 minute walk together when the sun is shining. And of course, this time of year is cold and flu season. One of the most confusing things about becoming sick with an upper respiratory illness such as a cold or the flu is that they all begin in a similar manner. However, each requires a different treatment in order to limit the illness and get over it as quickly as possible. A cold is caused by becoming infected with rhinovirus. And like many viruses, it mutates. There are literally hundreds of strains of the common cold virus and any cold virus can be around at any time. And new strains can form all the time, making it really difficult to build up immunity to them. And viruses have no known cure, but you can treat the symptoms as best you can to make you or your loved ones more comfortable if they come down with a cold. Now, the typical symptoms of a cold can include congestion of the head or the chest, a runny nose and stuffiness from swollen sinuses, watery eyes, coughing, which can be a dry cough or one that's more productive, that is, one that produces phlegm in order to get the congestion out of your body. You might have a headache, feel tired, have an itchy nose, eyes and throat. You might have a fever, which is more common in children, and a sore throat. Now, the flu is caused by coming infected with one of the strains of influenza virus. The flu generally comes on much more quickly than a cold, and the symptoms seem to hit all at once and will usually be more severe than when you catch a cold. The typical symptoms of flu include a runny or stuffy nose, a cough, sore throat, headaches and also body aches, a fever or feeling feverish. But bear in mind that not everyone with a flu has a fever. You might have the chills, fatigue or a lack of energy, nausea, vomiting and in some cases diarrhoea, but that's more common in children. While the first four symptoms are common in both flu and colds, they are likely to be more intense when you have the flu. Flu symptoms are strong right from the onset and they usually run their course in about a week. Colds usually only last for a few days. 
And of course, COVID hasn't gone away, which has similar cold and flu type symptoms. Since all these are viruses, antibiotics will have no effect. An over-the-counter cold remedy will help dry up the nasal congestion, but try to avoid products with a lot of alcohol or caffeine in them. Look for a product which does all that you need in one pill or one bottle. You'll not only save money, but you'll be able to avoid accidental overdose. For example, acetaminophen is a common component in an array of cold remedies, but taking too much can lead to liver damage. You can also use inhalants. My go-to is albus oil, and this is especially useful if you want to use a natural remedy. The best way to prevent colds and flu is to wash your hands often and not share personal items like cutlery, towels, and so on. Avoid contact with those who are ill and stay at home when you're sick. Keep the communal areas of your house clean, such as kitchens and bathrooms, and the same at work. Taking these precautions may help you from getting sick at all or can highly minimise your chances so that you can have an enjoyable winter season. And remember, prevention can often be the best cure. Please use the information that I've shared in this podcast episode to help you take charge of your health so that you can stay well all winter long and avoid many of the common illnesses and health issues that the cold weather brings. I hope listening has been the push you needed to start paying better attention to your health in the cold weather to keep you and your loved ones safe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope you found the discussion and the tips covered really helpful. Don't forget to subscribe and if you enjoyed this episode, please do leave a rating and a review and share it with your friends and family. Pop along to our website at thefullspectrumcenterlimited.com and join our self-care and wellness newsletter club. You'll receive our free 55-page printable self-care guide and workbook. Well, that's all for this episode, but I really look forward to seeing you next week. Take care and bye for now. Thank you.